you did get into the fitness business because it's the only thing that you want to do to make money. You don't want to sit behind a desk and push papers. You don't want to go dig ditches. You don't want to go door to door. You don't want to do telemarketing, right? Whatever else there is out there, you didn't want to do it. You wanted to make a living as a fitness professional. Well, then let's give you a path to becoming a fitness professional so that you can finally turn your passion for fitness into a career. Let's finally create that reasonable level of certainty for a gym that when they invest their money, there is going to be a reasonable level of certainty that there will be a financial reward that is positive ROI on the backside. That is what we need to do as a fitness community if we are ever going to level up the coach. At Active Life, we believe that the healthcare clinic of the future is the gym. Everybody starts with the best case scenario in mind. Never sell anything to anybody who is not in the market for what you have. The only reason we work out is to create the opportunity to recover. And the healthcare provider of the future is the coach. And this is why you guys need to get paid well, because what you're doing is really, really hard work. What's up, Active Lifers? Welcome back to Turning Pro on the Active Life Podcast. I'm Dr. Sean Pastuch. I'm your host. And today we're going to talk about what it means when I say the healthcare clinic of the future is the gym and the healthcare provider of the future is the coach. I believe it's extremely important that we identify and define what it means to be a healthcare clinic and what it means to be a healthcare provider. Because it might not be what you think it is. And it's important that if you want to consider yourself one, that you understand what you're calling yourself. The reason why people choose to go to chiropractic school, physical therapy school, medical school, law school, any professional school, is not because they have a passion in that field. Put that out of your mind. People do not go to law school, medical school, physical therapy school, chiropractic school, massage school, any schooling like that, because they're passionate about that field. They go to those schools because they're passionate about that field and there is a reasonably high level of certainty that upon graduating those schools, they will have monetizable, valuable skills. Let me repeat that. The reason why people go to professional school is because there is a reasonable amount of certainty that upon graduating that school, they will have monetizable, valuable skills, which means they are able to take something that they are passionate about and turn it into a financially freeing career. Now, 
The reason I wanted to explain that to you is because that doesn't exist in coaching. It doesn't exist in fitness. Do some personal trainers make a financially freeing career? Yeah, they do. And good on them. I don't want to talk about the outliers. Can we stop talking about the outliers and recognize that the problem that we face is the average, the general rule, the industry? That's where we need to be looking. Let's not look at outliers and say there's no problem here. Let's avoid also looking at outliers and saying there's no, that, you know, there's, there's a huge problem here. We need to look at the general rule as it pertains to an industry and make a judgment based on that. And when I make a general rule looking at fitness and healthcare, I see a disaster. I don't know about you, but I see a disaster. So if we're going to call the healthcare clinic of the future the gym, we need to first define what the healthcare clinic of the future means. We should also discuss why it's necessary. So let me start here. When we talk about the healthcare clinic of the future being the gym, that does not mean that the gym replaces doctors. Doctors are great. We have exceptional medical care, especially in the United States. Exceptional. The best medical care in the world occurs in developed nations. The United States is one of them. So why do doctors get a bad rap? Doctors get a bad rap because the next level down isn't close enough to the doctorate level to be able to carry the torch. What that means is doctors can't refer to the next level down like they are supposed to. When I say doctors, I mean medical, I mean orthopedic, I mean chiropractic, I mean physical therapy. They cannot refer down to the next level because there is no reliability that the coach is any good. Nobody wants to refer their member to CrossFit monkey nuts or to Punisher CrossFit and tell them you're going to be in really good hands at Punisher CrossFit. They really understand what your, what your movement needs are. They have some great coaches over there at Punisher. Come on, guys should be obvious. So when we're going to create the healthcare clinic of the future, what we need to be able to do is bridge the gap of knowledge between the doctor and the coach so that the doctor understands my scope ends here. This person can move fine in the world, absent load and forces and lateral movement, and and whatever, right? Like, the doctor's job is to make so that you can move through the world freely. It's not their job to make sure that your clients can snatch and do pull-ups and burpees without pain. Those are not activities of daily living, except for a very small subset of the population. And you like to extrapolate that doctors don't manage this. They're terrible. Doctors are not terrible. Coaches are. 
Sorry. It's true as a general rule. Hopefully, as you listen to this, that offends you a little bit because you feel like you fit on the outside of that. I hope that's true. Generally speaking, though, when we look around at the coaching community, it's poor. The standards are not good. We need to bring those up. So why aren't the standards good? The standards aren't good because there is little to no incentive for the standards to be good. Remember, the reason people go to professional school is because they are passionate in the subject and there's a relatively high level of certainty that they can earn a financially freeing income from the skills they learn in that school. Would anybody go to school for two years to be a coach? No. Would you take $100,000 of debt to be a coach? No. Why not? Because there isn't a high level of certainty that you're going to be able to make that money back. Why not? Because we haven't professionalized the industry. So, when we say that the healthcare provider of the future is the coach, we mean that they join the doctor. They don't replace the doctor. They join the doctor so that when the doctor has something that is outside of their scope, they can confidently refer it to the coach. And when the coach has something outside of their scope, they can confidently refer it to the doctor. We want the gym to be the healthcare clinic of the future, which means that all of the coaches inside of the gym serve a function that is deliberate, that is intentional, that is highly skilled. When you walk into a hospital, doctors, nurses, and administrative staff all serve specific functions. Are they overloaded and therefore generally dysfunctional? In many cases, yes. So let's step up. Let's step up as a fitness space and close that gap. Let's do that. We believe that for you to be a healthcare provider of the future, listening to this, if you're a coach and you want to be the healthcare provider of the future as you listen to this, it needs to be worth it for you to spend thousands of dollars on your education and your development in order to be a professional coach. If you're a gym owner listening to this, it needs to be reasonably certain that you are going to make your money back. And then some, if you invest in yourself and your staff in professionalizing in a way that you can represent the healthcare clinic of the future. That's what this all comes down to. The reason that this is not already happening is because it doesn't have a reasonable financial reward on the back end. Say what you want. I didn't get into the fitness business to make a bunch of money. You did get into the fitness business because it's the only thing that you want to do to make money. You don't want to sit behind a desk and push papers. You don't want to go dig ditches. You don't want to go door to door. You don't want to do telemarketing. 
right? Whatever else there is out there, you didn't want to do it. You wanted to make a living as a fitness professional. Well, then let's give you a path to becoming a fitness professional so that you can finally turn your passion for fitness into a career. Let's finally create that reasonable level of certainty for a gym that when they invest their money, there is going to be a reasonable level of certainty that there will be a financial reward that is positive ROI on the backside. That is what we need to do as a fitness community if we are ever going to level up the coach. If we are ever going to professionalize the industry. If we are ever going to humanize the doctor. The doctor needs your help. The doctor needs your help, coach, gym owner. But you don't speak their language. It's not a knock on you. It's, a, it's, it's, it's an awareness point that you need to have. You're not going to learn that in a weekend. Some examples of things that you need to know. What's the difference between working with a client who's hypertensive and working with a client who's not? What do you need to be aware of when you're working with a client who's had a major head trauma as compared to clients who've never had one? What's the difference in working with a client who has a hip replacement from working with a client who doesn't? What's the difference between working with somebody who has a diastasis recti and somebody who doesn't? What's the best kind of exercise and how does nutrition play a role when working with a pre-diabetic or diabetic client? These are questions that the industry needs to have the answers to before doctors are going to feel comfortable referring to the industry. And I'm not here telling you that we need to ask permission for doctors to be accepted. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that we need to elevate ourselves in such a way that we cannot be ignored. So, I promised you on the last episode that I would dive into a little bit of our plan to bring that to reality. We have had dozens of you. I would say hundreds, but I'd be lying. We've had dozens of you. Reach out to us and ask, given the light of current events, what is our plan to roll out Active Life affiliates or Active Life franchises so that they can fast-track their gym, you can fast-track your gym, to becoming the healthcare clinic of the future, employing coaches, the healthcare provider of the future. We are flattered, honored, and privileged that you would ask us that question. And so, we have a tentative answer for you. I say it's tentative because we haven't, we haven't been doing it long enough to say that it's not going to change. In fact, it's definitely going to change. So what I'm going to share with you is the plan as of today. The plan as of today looks like this. Right now, gyms who are going through our pro path, 
which by the way, for those of you who don't know, is an education in which we take the gym owner and the gym staff through a full year of development and support. This way, the owner can focus on owning the gym and the staff can focus on staffing the gym. And we develop the staff on behalf of the owner. And then we teach the owner and the staff how to develop new staff who will need to come in. And we teach you how to solve the very specific problem that most gyms cause. Aches and pains and injuries. When they're within the scope of the coach and do not need to be in the doctor's office. That's what we teach you to do. And we teach you to charge top dollar for that so that there is a reasonable level of certainty that there will be a financial return. We do this because we know that you've worked with companies who say that they are like us in the past, and we know that you've been burned. We know that other companies have told you that they're going to help you build personal training up to $10,000 a month in just your first 30 days. And then three months later, you haven't sold your first session. Or you have, but no one's making enough money for those sessions to be worth it. The average personal training session sold by an Active Life Pro Path gym is between $95 and $100. Propath gyms exist in cities like LA and in cities like rural Wisconsin and in cities like Fargo, North Dakota. They are all over the place in the U.S., the demographics range, the pricing ranges to match your demographic so that you can have a reasonable level of certainty about financial return. And the first thing that we do with the gyms is teach them how to maximize the value that they already have so that they can bridge the gap between what they're capable of doing and what they are doing, which right now for many of you is falling short of your existing potential before you learn anything else such that Gyms make the money back that our course costs them often before the course even officially starts. Most people sign up for the course between a month and a month and a half ahead of the course starting and they've made their money back before the course starts. What I mean by made their money back is I mean made their monthly installment back, not the whole thing. So there needs to be a reasonable level of Certainty that you're going to make your money back. Then you need to be able to deliver high value of service. So what we are doing for Active Life affiliates in the future or franchise, we haven't figured it out yet, is the first year, which is the ProPath education. During that year, we are going to call you a provisional Active Life gym. Which means you're getting this education, but you're not getting any kind of designation. And at the end of the year, there's no requirement upon you to change your name to Active Life. And there's no requirement upon us to accept you as an Active Life gym. You can come through that first year and get all of the education for your ownership, your management team, and your staff, which we understand also might be all one and the same. And then never change the name of your gym. 
but change the systems within your gym to make them more profitable to solve higher level problems so that you can finally help your members get out of aches and pains. Finally get Steve off the rower when everybody else is running. Finally get Jenny hanging from the pull-up bar without her shoulder pain. Finally help Mary get the abs that she wants without making her diastasis any worse. These are the kinds of things that we're teaching gym owners to do already and their staff to do already and they're profiting already. So the first year of your path to becoming an active life gym, should there be something that you want to do, will be a provisional year in which you are acquiring the prerequisite level of education to wear our name. No weekend seminar, a year of education with a touch point every single week with quizzes and tests to make sure that you are qualified. And application thereof to make sure that you can do it. And of course, income to make sure that you stay motivated to learn. In your second year, that's when you start to make the decision that you want to be an active life gym or not. You can stay with us. You can keep getting educated with us, but you don't have to. You can keep getting educated with us and not change your name. You can get educated with us and change your name and get the benefit of all the marketing dollars that we're going to throw into creating name recognition and getting people to your gym. And over the course of year two and year three, there will be a ramp in which you will need to start to change the services in your gym such that they are consistent with other active life gyms. We don't want you to have to tell people Yeah, 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 we're an active life gym, but not like the rest of them. Once that happens, the profession, the affiliation, whatever it is, it's wounded. Our ambition is to create a model and consistency that is so good that you will proudly tell people that you are an active life gym. You will proudly tell people that you are an active life coach. You will earn the financial rewards that are come that, that are due to a healthcare professional. You will have financial freedom. You will stop avoiding opening up your mail because you're afraid that there are going to be bills in there that you're going to have to pay. You will stop avoiding checking your bank account because you don't want to see the number that's in it. You will stop having to think all the time about what other job you're going to get when this fitness thing finally runs its course and you have to take life seriously. You will stop being frustrated that you can't help members who you love to finally solve the problems that you feel like somebody needs to solve, but the doctor doesn't know how to or doesn't want to and you don't know how to. All of those things must be true. For you to be the healthcare clinic of the future or for you to be the healthcare provider of the future. Not one of them. Just having the skills to solve these problems for people isn't enough if you can't market or sell those problems because then remember, there isn't a reasonable level of certainty that you are going to be able to make a financial return on your education. 
I'll end with this. This is not about the money. Not for you, not for us. And even acknowledging that, we have to recognize that the money has a role. If I asked you, would you be a full-time coach if it paid you $100,000 a year? Would you work 25 hours on the floor and seven hours off the floor every week, 50 weeks a year with two weeks vacation if it paid you $100,000 a year? Would you say yes to that? Or would you say no to that? If you said yes to that, and you can't see the path to doing that as a coach in a gym, connect your gym owner with us. Or you reach out. Hit us up at Active Life Professional on Instagram. And just tell the person on the other side, I listened to the podcast this week and I'm interested in learning how I can make $100,000 as a coach working less than 35 hours a week feeling totally fulfilled in what I do. If you're a gym owner and you want to help your coaches do that and you want to be the place that people can come to so that they can get out of pain, whether it be physical or emotional, with a level of certainty that is unprecedented in the space and Earn financial freedom for yourself and your staff without ever having to be pushy or sleazy about what you're selling? Reach out to us. We're building the healthcare clinics of the future. And we're building the healthcare providers of the future. We couldn't be more proud to do it or more called to do it. That's it. We fixed the barrier to entry and we start to fix the problem. More to come. Turn pro. All right, that's going to be a wrap for this episode of the Active Life Podcast. And guys, remember, remember, if you are looking to enhance your fitness business, if you're sitting there thinking, man, I would love to be able to go on vacations. I would love to be able to take two weeks off and not have my business fall apart. And most importantly, most importantly, if you want to be a part of the movement that we are creating, facilitating, and seeing come to life, which is coaches and gyms becoming the healthcare clinic of the future, helping people who've gotten hurt working out, helping people who've been told they have to work out around that, having people be told they're too old to do that, find new hobbies. If hearing things like that for your clients is frustrating for you and you want to learn the skills to solve those problems and also get paid very well to do it, head to activelifeprofessional.com and let's get talking. Till then turn pro.